everyone will eventually encounter that realization that there's no satisfaction in the thing. Today, I'm super excited to be having another conversation with one of my favorite people in the world, Dominic Scafidi. He's someone I've reached out um, a few times personally. I always love exploring with him, particularly creating a life around our, our true desires. Our last podcast episode we did, um, which was episode 67 of the Coaching Life podcast. Dominic, that was on the 3rd of June we recorded that in 2019. So that's like four Wait, and a half yeah, years I was ago. Wondering. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, so we're well overdue to have this conversation. Um, it, it was one of the longest episodes I've ever recorded, um, possibly the longest. It, and it, it's definitely up there. I actually looked this morning um it's it's right up there several thousand just like many of many of the others it's right up as one of the the most listened the most downloaded and i think it's probably the one that i've had the most feedback about and i think you have we we've had people have listened to that episode multiple times even seven times i think so yeah gosh so i've been really looking forward to this conversation actually it feels like years because i we've we've definitely told you the idea for a while so dominic Welcome back to the Coaching Life Podcast. Oh, thank you, Phil. I've, I've been really looking forward to this as well. So that, uh, yeah, or that that prior, more formal conversation, you and I, of course, have connected since that one. But yeah. but that that conversation was, uh, yeah, very, very uh, impactful to do. And then shocking to get the kind of feedback and uh, people resonating with it. <laughs> And thinking like, well, but it was too long. I mean, who would listen to this? And then to hear, and then to hear people listening to it multiple times was just wow. That was incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I must confess, I have I I have listened to it a couple of times as well myself, but probably not recently i thought shall i do some homework for this episode no we don't want to rehearse anything yeah. here do we? we don't want to rehearse everything <laughs> so okay so this podcast um uh, you know the three those three words loving being human that seems very much where i've landed with my work if i wanted to summarize what it what it really is i'm helping people with um helping with the loving piece with the being peace but also this loving being human piece um and i think the essence of that the essence perhaps of being human is is creativity um seems that mm. we here definitely as, as expressions of channels of creativity so i'm looking forward to diving into that a little bit with you mm. i know there's something i i really love listening and and to 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 you um and reading all what all what you share around that very much looking forward to that but what i'd like to start um i think any of us who are involved in any kind of personal development whatever we want to call it um, working on ourself, <laughs> it's a funny <laughs> expression. Um, I think our relationship to ourselves and, and, and therefore our relationship to being human invariably changes. So I'd love to hear, um, you talk about what's, what's your story around that? You know, when did your perhaps personal development journey, very cliche, but when did that start? But like, what's your story of your relationship to being human? 
Yeah, that's um thanks, thanks, Phil. The um I I loved the words like that there were the the three words, loving being human. And uh because it, just thinking about them, it was almost like saying the same thing in three perspectives, right? Like the it was it was like just uh um a, a fuller way of saying one thing, right? The loving piece, which you could say is all of it. That's all of it. The being piece, which you could say is all of it, everything, right? Now, the human piece, Some most people would kind of go, well, okay, but that's not all of it, right? But when you, but when I heard it in that way, loving being human, that speaks to the human in the fully human, fully human. So if you if you hear the word that way, they are saying the same thing. There's not a distinction. It's not different things. Um, and and so anyway, that for me resonates with then the question you asked when you said, hey, when did you start getting into that or whatever? And um, what, you know, it usually it begins like working on myself, but it, you know, and in my teens, it's like self-improvement and reading self-improvement books and right. That's usually the beginning. Um, what I see that even all of that is in different degrees is rather than working on myself, what I was doing was exploring this self Mm-hmm. is is more what it is i i was uh fascinated by this self and that you start and you kind of say this self in a limited way like because you know the self that's me that does these things and i like these things and don't like these things and i gotta improve it because I'm not going to get anywhere if this is what I'm going to be like, right? So it begins that way, but it it's kind of a it's sort of appropriate to wherever you're coming from and the way you're seeing it. But in a way, we could say all of it's really this um, attraction, calling, fascination with the self which we start by thinking is a small s self. It, and when you start getting into it, you realize, oh my gosh, this is not about myself. And this is actually this capital S self that's behind this whole fascination and this whole, and all of us. And so maybe that's something about being human. Every single one of us knows that that's there whether we're able to articulate it or not. That's the thing that's actually underneath all of this stuff. <laughs> and and so I talk about, um, and I'm, I'm writing a book at the moment, and I'm talking about this as well in, in that book. So it's, it's, it's quite um, prominent, I guess. I talk about something called the structure of the self, where I'll just very quickly cover that where we have what i will term a, a a true self which is kind of you know the ocean 
of which we are all a wave, you know, perhaps our spirit, God, whatever we want to call that. But then, then we have, an, then we show up here. We're we're born into this body as a as an unconditioned self, and I think that's actually where the juice is. I used to start looking much more in trying to understand. I think I, I I've got this theory. I suggest. I think you might be aware of. Is it Godwin's theory who suggests that um, any debates on the internet will end up talking about the Holocaust? I'm going to suggest there's a Goddard's theory now, which which is any spiritual debates will end up at the question, who or what is God? And I played with that, and we still see that. It's like when people get, they go down almost this rabbit hole of well, what is that true self? And it is this formless, indescribable thing. So um, I can't say I'm not interested in that, but for me, in this loving being human piece, the juice is the, is the reconnection with the individualized, unconditional self, which from day one then gets subjected to lots of conditioning, which is really built. Mm. We create this, which, I, which I'm going to call the small s self. Of we, we, we create a self that doesn't really exist, but it's just a way of, a, again, a way of being that's all about compliance, this, this um, innate, primal human function of staying alive, keeping safe. So the conditioned self is learning how to not be rejected. Um, all of our fears come there because they're signs from the conditioned self which tell us you're in danger of being rejected from your tribe. All of that stuff. So we, have, we, we arrive from a true self as an unconditioned self. We're subject to conditioning as a conditioned self. We have an imagined self. That's who we think we are and a presented self and those really in a nutshell are the five layers so for me i went through lots of personal development of really trying to change those outer three like who am i presenting myself as who i think i am you know you need to think much more positively about yourself change my conditioning and i see a lot of that in in some movements really of just trying to compare trying to create a more compelling imagined self and trying to condition ourselves in a certain way for me the juice is the re it's almost like a reawakening re-meeting ourselves of that what was it like to be what's it like to be us when we're not trying to be anybody um and <laughs> reconnecting with that but also loving it all like within the framework which i'm offering like an understanding we all have that going on everyone has something that we can call an imagined self. I imagine I am this kind of person. We all have that going on. And I think there's an opportunity for us to, through understanding these five layers of self, there's an opportunity to love it all rather than resist it all and to just really see the um, the intention behind each of those layers. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love when you said about how um the, the, the that we try to be there's like something we're trying to be or we're wanting to be a particular imagined self or which, which is which always comes from some conditioning that that doesn't work and you know whereas with you know as a kid like well i'm never going to be that way I, I don't I don't like that. And so out of that is like, I'm going to be this other way. So it's interesting, because it's, it's, we don't even see that it's a reaction. Like we don't even see it's just instilled. Like, there's, 
there's this way I'm going to be, but that's not created. That was in reaction to what happened over there. And I won't be that way ever again. Right. But I, but, but then, and then this is like compelling. This is the way to be, but, but don't realize that that's not the way to be that. That was, that was, you don't realize where that even came from. That wasn't you thinking it, that wasn't this pure possibility uh, uh, thing. And then we're kind of um, uh, on a, a treadmill or something uh, obsessive about being becoming that way and it's kind of like when you go to the roots of it if if you only knew who you were you would just stop trying to be anything else you would you wouldn't if you only realized who you are you wouldn't try to be other than that because who you are is endless it's infinite it is the possibility of all things. It is it is the access to everything you can imagine. It is the access to everything you can ever want. Your true desire is to be that self to the degree that we can in a human life experience, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it isn't to create another one. <laughs> That's, right. We're not here to create another one. Right. We're yeah. here to explore that one to to fully fully be, fully embody that one. <laughs> That's why I really loved how you had said, you know, you that you really this what we might often call work on ourselves became an exploring really of yourself. So is there anything really like when when did you even realize that that was what was going on for you? Um, I think that uh, was a few decades later. I, I I thought I was improving something. Like I thought, and I was I was like, oh, we have a potential, a greater potential, and I've got to you know uh, build it or something. Um, so you know, and so in my teens and twenties, there was a lot of excitement about that sort of uh, self developing. Um, but it was, um, the spiritual, more of the spiritual understanding, which I think became far more emphasized or apparent to me, um, maybe, uh, mostly, well, well, the beginning of it, probably with coming across Abraham Hicks. And the teachings of Abraham may have been the real sort of hit about that, because um, the the way um, they say something like you said, when you began and you talked about that self, they they say, um, who you are is pure source energy consciousness, who you are is pure source energy consciousness, and a part of you has focused into this physical existence. So that's the way they speak about so and and so I kind of like when I began listening to them, I sort of um, skipped that part, because I just wanted to understand. So, so, yeah, whatever, I guess they have to say something. But anyway, let's get to the, the important stuff. 
So a part of you is focused into this physical existence. So let's understand that now, because I understand, you know, Abraham, you talk about like creating what you want and all that stuff. So let's get on with it. Uh, so let's get on with getting focus. the money from the vortex yeah. into the bank account. Yeah. Like, let's get to the important part of this teaching. Right? So part of me focused here and let's go on now. How do you get the money? How do you get the cars? How do you get that stuff? Um, so it was, it took a little while to go because they are relentless. It's like every, they don't even begin anything without, so who you are is pure source energy. And if you ask a certain questions, they go, okay, so let's just kind of go, let's just go kind of back to the beginning. So who you are is pure source. And I'm like, I got, I got that already. That's not when I'm here to talk. I got that part. I just want to talk about this part until I realized I didn't get that part. <laughs> this is the most important part of the teaching is the fact that this pure possibility, the God that is you. I mean, if you really got that, you wouldn't need to listen to any of the rest of the teaching, right? Like if you actually got yeah. that part of it. Then you don't need to listen to the rest of it because that's the most important part of the teaching. So, um, yeah. <laughs> There's often so much that's given away in the asking of a question rather than, you know, the, the question itself. But even in the asking of a question reveal, very often reveals either a misunderstanding or, or yes. just the simple absence of understanding. I think they can be subtly different and misunderstanding might be, I have an idea about it, but there's just an, an absence of understanding of, you know, what, what I mean by a, a true self, like who and what right. is that? Right, right, right. Yeah. You, you're, you're asking the question you think you're, well, you're asking the question, but it's like about the stuff. Well, but, but what's your understanding of what you're even asking for, right? Or asking about it. So yeah. And, and then you'll hear the answer differently too. Um, you know, with, with Abraham, I've been fortunate enough to have uh, opportunities to ask questions and all of that over a number of years. And it's interesting for me to go back. <clears throat> I go, you know, because when I go back and I hear the, that, I was asking the question from a different place. <laughs> so then when I, that, I was asking the question from a different place. That's, you know, going back that many years or whatever, uh, almost 10 years to the first conversation. That was a different question when I was asking the question. So now when I listen, I'm hearing the answer from a much fuller place than what I heard. <laughs> they were answering a much bigger question. But as they're answering the question, the layers of it will 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 be perceived by whoever's listening at the place that they're listening from. But their their answer is broad in that way. It's kind of like fully and now and you know and Sydney Banks is another one who who's like that. People will read those books. You and I are familiar with those teachings as well. And um, people will read his books or listen to him speak. But you could go back and read those books. You could listen to him speak that you heard something ten years ago on a recording. But um, he was saying. He was saying what you heard, but he was saying so much more than what you heard. So you you couldn't hear all that was being mm -hmm. said. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, beautiful. I'm still curious about you, about this person in front of me, Dominic, because you haven't really given much away in that. So, what was what was going on for you, and what was what was at least the early impact of coming across the work of of Abraham Stx Abraham Hicks? Oh, um, yeah. So, I had. Um, uh, so early work in my 20s, which was Landmark and Werner Earhart, woke me up to uh, the power of being right, as, as the, as the um, uh, a, a source of creating anything from, who, from being, from that. So that was in my early 20s. And, and, and the other thing that that did was um, awaken me to how nothing is as it is. It is, it is only as it is kind of interpreted by me. So what, what I'm dealing with is what I'm interpreting, what I'm giving meaning to, which you can see starts to give you the sense of how malleable everything is that, that 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 nothing is all that solid in other words you can mold it and create it and 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 shape it in a different way we're um we're meaning making machines our experiences is all based on whatever meaning we're giving anything but we're tricked into thinking it means that Right. So, you know, not having a job would mean this and having a lot of money would mean that. Right. But we don't realize that we're the ones who said all that. And mm -hmm. I, and whether or not that's what you actually intended or believe is hard to say, because we, as you said, from a conditioning or from a reaction as a kid to not having enough money then you conclude something like in order to live a good life i must have more money and so that it means a better life to have it so as in that stage i was more i would say i can see looking back more colored and influenced by a lot of conditioning but having some uh awakening to i can shape it differently so i'm not stuck in it but now you get this person who's conditioned reacting to conditioning. See, mm -hmm. you still don't have true creation. Still <laughs> don't know who you really are. You still don't see that, right? And that was me. Now that was me. But wow, the creation's incredible because you're not stuck anymore. So great corporate career, financial success, ex you know, became an ex executive and material success and all that. Um, then coming across the teachings of Abraham were a kind of a, let's call it a, um, an ending to that. And the reason I say an ending, it's not dramatic. It wasn't a complete ending, but it's more of a complete ended, ending of an identity and career identity. I, I'm this executive. I'm, a, you know, a human resource pro uh, professional, a VP of HR, and right like that. And then in a downsizing, right, role <laughs> is eliminated, and it's like you're you're not that. And it's like, well, what the hell am I? 
and and then the reality of realizing how important that was to who I knew myself to be. Yeah. In that, you're now like, what? What are you? Who do you? Who do you say you are? Like what? And and like to actually experience this. Is that like, did I actually like, that's all I am? Like, that's what I thought I was because I don't, because I don't have anything to say now. Right. And then struggling to have something else to say. What, who am I? What am I like that? It's, it's amazing how fragile such an identity, which was self-developed, right? Created. This is such an important point, by the way, because I this is, to me is where I mean I really relate to uh, a lot of what you've said, probably everything you've said. Um, I've I've got my own version of that, and I I recall the disorientation of the realization of the nature of identity. Mm. Right, there's like a disorientation mm. there because that's who I thought I was, who I thought I needed to be. And definitely mine was very much in corporate as well. And, you know, I've worked with clients since then actually who have left some quite senior roles who have had a lot of, a lot of their relationship with their self is intertwined. There's like a codependent relationship with the identity of being in, in a particular role. So it's been, it's, it's fun actually as well to untangle that. But I think their disorientation seems to be very natural, of course, because there's this natural human tendency for us to want to know, pretty much know everything, but really just to want to know, and certainly who, who we are. Um, and it feels that there's a, yeah, not necessarily an ending. I, I get I get that, the reservation about using using that language, because for me, it was, it was really an, um, an end, bringing an, to an end the intentional search of that identity mm-hmm. because oh, in seeing them to, to to yeah to bring bring in bring into an end the in the intentional search through seeing the nature of identity and how made up that is and how malleable that is and also what what helped that become a liberating act was this awareness of something else like the indescribable really would, would you know yeah 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 the the god in us all so that that's really good because it and and by the way it's not clean like it was on this date at this time but but you helped there when you made those statements because it brought to an end but not like i say not a defined end but but i can see now if i kind of more say is the end of the creation of self Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's creating who i am creating my being it doesn't need creation <laughs> it's it really such a joke yeah oh, and, and i love about this we see in our probably in our we're probably in some similar social media circles where there's often a lot of noise around this and there's one question that often has me chuckle like well who do i need to be in order to and and like that can be a helpful question in and of itself, um, but there's there's for me there's some um, foundational understanding that's often missing. At least when I've had conversations with people really around that, there's a foundational piece which is like the the awareness of 
what we're calling a true self, who you really are, because the if you can answer the question with the knowing that I am already that, then it becomes yeah. a liberating inquiry. You know, yeah, you can liberate, yeah, yeah. you're liberating from who you think you're not. You know, yes, I don't know yes, who it yes, was yes. that said. I, I don't know who it was that said that it's not who you are that holds you back, who you think you're not, right? And, it, and it's, but there's often a lot of work on, well, who do I need to be? Who do I need to create myself to be? And that, uh, for sure, it even looked like that. I, I, I'd, I'd done some work with a, with a coach that was, was teaching that. And it felt helpful at the time, but it's been much more liberating for me to um, develop what I call a soul support system, soul center support system. So I have a daily practice. I do have a daily practice that just really helps me remember, um, just helps me remember and reconnect with this true self and with this true unconditioned oh. self. It helps to prevent me being sucked into all the natural stories of this conditioned self and imagined self. See, that's worthwhile. That that because that part to connect to what's already there. What's there? That anything that goes in that direction is so worthwhile, right? But on the 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 part about you know, that when I talk about that point for me, um, and again, it's not a point, it wasn't a day of a waking up. But when I look back and see what's that change, the fundamental importance was a ceasing of the creating of being and a realization that there was a being beyond what I can think what I can imagine what I could ever create. And that is a that being is not creating it it is allowing it what what my job <laughs> is is to allow it it is not to create it creating that being is 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 a limitation by definition because who is creating god being <laughs> me this little bit creating this being that is far greater than me and so in that creating of that being, it is subject to my limitation. So that whole exercise would require an effort of, of, of resistance. It would require, and by the way, it's why um, oftentimes you'll see as you go down that path, you'll see an exertion of effort and work and discipline and commitment that is off the charts like you've never seen before. Oh, yeah. And so and so when you notice it, and it's an expenditure of human energy, all focused on creating the being that is effortlessly a gift to you, is effortly given to you. Your only job is to allow it that. To allow that requires nothing from you. It is a gift given unconditionally. And it is the degree and extent of your, of your allowing it, of your receiving the gift that has been given to you. It's not up to you to create that which has been given to you freely and already. Is to allow that, to receive that. 
I'd like to dive into this just a little bit more. Um, I also want to talk a bit more about creation, being channels of creation, and what, yes. what I talk about as a law of creation. Some people would call it a law of attraction, but I want to talk about, yeah, in, a, in the context of law of creation. But this piece um, really, it does look to me um, that there are just some people who seem to have some innate talents and abilities they've shown up we can see, we've, we've seen the videos of the three or four year olds you know playing playing piano piano sopranos and whatever it's just like incredible um just incredible so it seems to me that that, <laughs> that old, the analogy I, I i know it's cliche but i love it the wave like i'm unique as a wave here i'm also the ocean i am a unique wave I'm unique, just like everyone else. Um, and so I show up here as an unconditioned self with some innate, with some innate preferences, talents, and desires. And one of my coaches a decade ago illustrated this with a wonderful question. She asked me one time, Phil, do you like broccoli? Yes. Okay, can you tell me why you like broccoli? And I noticed, like... Well, I can make up some reasons, you know, because it's healthy and what have you. But there are people who don't like broccoli who also know it's healthy. So I, 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 in that moment, I could see, yeah, I don't actually have a reason. So I've, I, I've shown up here. Now, of course, you can, there's such a thing as an acquired taste, of course. But, you know, there are some children that will like something and some children that just simply don't. So I, for me, it looks like that, <laughs> that wave shows up here there is there infinite possibility is there some kind of limitations well in a human form in human form like i'm gonna have natural chance of flying unaided to the moon that seems appears to be a limitation of of, of being in this human body right so there are some there are some physical limitations here and it looks like there are some innate um, talents preferences and desires and so you know much of my work is helping people to reconnect with that like i said but um yeah i wonder what your take is on that because there could be some things going on that i think well i need i want it i want i i want this i kind of already know my version of this answer like i i recognize i have this desire now in a coaching context there would be some work to do there and maybe we can talk about that right. i want to be sure is this a desire that's a, a true desire what i'm going to call a true desire of the unconditioned self or is it a desire of the conditioned self which is usually a compensating strategy right in, a, in order to but let's assume there's a true desire here like i put me on stage i want to play the lead guitar of romeo and juliet by dire straits like i want to i want to do that and um yeah, probably if I'd have, if I had allowed that in my youth, then yeah, that could have happened. But um, yeah, could you could you talk to that yeah, around? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, um, what that is, it, it's what you said when you said about um, the wave, right? So there's no disconnection. Of course, the wave is is all of it, the possibility, but. Um, the 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 ocean's already the ocean what right? like in other words this is this is about a unique expression of all that is 
so when you when you take the 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 full unconditioned self but but the it's kind of like um well sydney banks said it this way this is he, he i think he said us in a good way he kind of he goes look there's this formless energy of all things that which some would call god so it's the formless energy of all things well there's nothing to say about that that's like an essence of all things you can't say anything about it right and it's that's it it's all encompassing it's all things then he said um you are a microscopic aspect of the energy of all things so interesting because a microscopic aspect like a drop right is is in the ocean it's it's literally in it it's the same thing made of the same thing it's indivisible from it right but there's something um about it it's an aspect of it so now that kind of gets to what you said about well some you know you get some kid who's just alive with music just has a like they'll they could sit at the piano and then they're like they could start playing even like you know shortly just by fumbling around they actually would get and so how does that even happen right well abraham says well you came with intention you came with intention you didn't here you are this spirit <laughs> god all that is unconditioned all all is well everything is good and then it's kind of like but you came with intention this is a physical experience again who you are is pure source energy consciousness but a part of you has focused into this physical existence well a part of you while the greater part of you remains non-physically focused the greater part of you is non-physically focused as all possibilities, right? So you always have access to all possibility, but you are expressing, this is necessarily so, you are expressing an aspect of all that you are. Why is it necessarily so? To enjoy this aspect of it. And by the way, currently on the planet, there's about 8 billion aspects and if you look at animals uh, uh, there are trillions of aspects of consciousness and if you look at plants and minerals the aspects of can and we are only talking one planet so if you look at how many qualities and aspects of this energy of all things there are that can experience and know itself and enjoy itself and experience itself and you and i are a bit of that at home wondering whether i should wear this tie with this shirt right? yes you <laughs> <laughs> uniquely that you're at home wondering whether you i should wear this tie and somebody else is there going i wonder if if i should plant that flower and would that would enhance like that's what they're interested in. Well, why aren't they interested in the tie? And why aren't you interested in what flowers go there? It's unique. It's different. You're you're exploring. 
unique. So we're no, so this is not a limitation. I want to bring that out. This is this is not a limitation. This is a focus of consciousness, not a limitation of consciousness. It is a Beautiful. focus of consciousness. And this is where what creation actually is. What if we tie to creation, what creation actually is, is you're not trying to create anything. You're not trying to manifest anything. The energy of all things, the possibility of all things exists it's there you're want when you say you want to create something you desire the knowing and the experience of that that is focus that is not i, I don't know i'm pointing to something and it's hard to say it but it's mm. like it's not a working at putting together this thing that isn't there that you're going to put together it is Focusing uniquely, it is uniquely focusing within that and and expressing, experiencing, manifesting that thing. It is not constructing it. It is, yeah. Well, this is a great segue, right? And I'm actually going to dive right into a bit to, to like that creation piece because when I first came across um, Abraham. And indeed, Law of Attraction, I watched The Secret. Oh. And it was very much focused on, I, I, I don't even like the term manifesting. And I don't really say, I don't really like the term um, attracting. To me, what how this looks, to, and again, that's evolved. How it looks to me has evolved. And I hold my hand up and say, like, I am, I'm, I'm also aware that whatever, how it looks to me today, I'm open to it looking different tomorrow. Right. Absolutely. Right, yeah. Any belief I hold today can be myth tomorrow. But this is so this is how it looks to me currently is that that whole thing around law of attraction to me in a as an individual has become much more about allowing and alignment more so i think more alignment more so in the context of us being energetic beings so there was a time when it was all about okay i'm visualizing and i need to visualize an end result i need to imagine how that feels whereas it's, it it now looks even simpler to me that that um the all i need to do in the same way as like all I need to do, if you like, for me to be here as a full expression, intended expression of consciousness is to get out of the way is to. So I don't I don't need to I don't even really need to imagine that that might help me get in alignment. We can come to that, but I don't even really need to like visioning or anything like that. I just need to drop resistance and that would be the same dropping any resistance to who i think i need to be which is really resisting who i actually am if you you know in the context of what we've already said right. if i've got re if i if i'm experiencing some kind of discomfort thinking i need to be somebody i'm i am by definition resisting who i already am because for, it looks to me that for me to receive in my life and really it's like i guess to dance is probably better rather than to receive i'm here like this big energetic soup to dance with all of this material stuff as well to be in receiving and participate in that dance i need to stop re stop resisting 
any of it. Stop resisting any mm, of it. Mm. And it, it might not be for me. It, it, there's, there's lots of nuances around this creation. For example, even, even the resisting of the not having is just, a, is just simply a form of resistance. So really, in a nutshell, to me, the law of creation is about allowing myself to be in the full, unresisted flow of creation. That was really very well said. There was so much there that you said. And notice the whole direction of where you went was effortless, non-doing. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. You went in a direction that is effortless, non-doing, pure allowing, receiving. That's right. Absolutely the direction. And absolutely in the teachings of Abraham, the direction is in that direction. Their uh, workshops um, decades ago had been called... Um, the um the science of deliberate creation and um abraham said my god you people made it into a so <laughs> you turn that into work <laughs> science of deliberate creation i will focus my mind on my vision of what i want and it will manifest into my world and so like so they're like oh my gosh so the workshop name got changed to the art of allowing, right? In an attempt to get you off this work. But doesn't matter what Abraham says, it is contorted back into a piece of work. Because again, from the level of understanding that you hear it, is you interpret it and you turn it into your own understanding. I really related to, um, you know, me coming across the secret and then also the, you know, this idea of the law of attraction and the same, you know, the same thing it, it, it is kind of like um, instantly turned into, oh, this is great. Now I have another tool which I can use right, mm -hmm. <laughs> in order mm -hmm. to uh, shape this life and create the things that I want. And um and not realizing that, see, the law of attraction actually has nothing to do with creation or anything. It's it's this, it's such a simple principle that is is it has to do with the fact that we're energetic. It's actually only a quality of energy and us as energy. <laughs> so when it comes to this, like, oh, you want to use the law of attraction and you can create things and whatever. It's, it's literally, we're energetic. There is only energy. And it's only a description of a principle of energy and a law by which energy operates. So it's describing a field, a space, law of attraction. Attraction is the only thing operating in the field. It's like on Earth, gravity is the field. It is operating. It is always operating. We exist. There is a field. That field is gravity. Okay, you can forget about it. Simply understand it. And to the extent that you understand it and you live accordingly, 
you don't need to talk about it. <laughs> you don't need to talk about it. You can get on with your life. Okay. There are not a lot of people talking about gravity. And, you know, part of part of my lack of success is I never understood the law of gravity. But now I read some books about it. And I will now be applying the law of gravity in my future endeavors. So in order to achieve the things that I want, it's like no one talks like that. It's just existing. It's understood. And most of us have learned to live in alignment with it. We've learned to live accordingly. We have learned to live in harmony with that, the extent to which we understand it. The few of us who didn't understand it and, and weren't able to live in accordance with it, they jumped off cliffs. They did all kinds of things. Those few of us aren't here, right? <laughs> but most of us did, and we kind of figured it out. Now, the law of attraction is a bit different because just the problem is I don't think I'm energy. I think I'm a physical body. Look, what are you talking about? You're crazy. I'm not energy. So there's a misunderstanding then about who I am. Well, I'm not. What do you mean a misunderstanding? I'm not insane. Look at me. I am physical, right? But is that all you are? That's what you think you are, but you are far more than you think, right? So the law of attraction would become interesting, relevant, important to understand if you move to who you really are, because you're understanding yourself. And here's what we understand about God and the universe. This is a universe only of attraction. There is no assertion in the universe. It is a universe only of attraction. God asserts nothing. Why does God assert nothing? What would God ever have to assert against? God asserts nothing. It is a universe of attraction. God speaks and it is. God thinks and it is. Because God, unlike you and I, never opposes its thought. When God says, let there be light, there is no opposition. When God says, let there be light, there is not an opposing thought. That thought goes and attracts the manifestation, the creation, the expression of the thought without opposition. When you and I say, you know, I want a thriving business, the very next thing we say, but that's not going to be easy. It takes a long time. And, you know, you have to find those particular clients and you got to be high paying clients and they're harder to get than the low. Well, can, how can, how many thoughts against what you just said can you come up with in the next 60 seconds? It's like we spew them out, right? It's very creative. It's isn't like it? we're very creative. We can spew them out in all directions. But we can't hold pure thought. And Sidney Banks, I like that. He's, he distinguished our thought, personal thought, from divine thought. It's the same thing. There's no difference. The only difference about what divine thought is, is when the divine thought happens, nothing opposes it. Yeah. 
Yeah. When we have the thought, we have more opposition to the thought than we have in the thought itself. And then we go, well, you know, it's you need effort. Don't think you're going to create anything without effort. <laughs> don't don't think you're going to create anything without hard work. Yeah, hard work against yourself. You need it because you're the one who put this thought out that you've now begun to pose. It's going to take forever for you to try to create that thing. For God, it's spoken and it is effortless. <laughs> I think this is this links also to the being peace, um, because rather than that efforting in trying to be, you know, there's oh, okay, I need to be like that. Um, where I've arrived at through exploring, oh yeah, I'm going to visualize who am I going to be if I'm already if I already have this thriving business. But there's something energetically in that, in that if if i desire a thriving business in the having of that i i invariably wouldn't be resisting its possibility because it's already happened right, right. so so yeah. there wouldn't be the resistance to the possibility which is why one of my favorite words in this work is inevitability just to allow myself to be in touch with the inevitability so it's like is there a knowing well, insofar as we can ever know anything, but like we're aware of what that's like energetically. It's like, well, I am already being somebody that's going to go to bed probably by 10 p.m. tonight, actually, because I go to bed quite early. Yes, I am being that. There is no resistance in me to that. There is an inevitability in me of that. And there is definitely a way I can see in my business there have been times where I haven't... Oh, this is an interesting one I'm going to touch on here and expand on. I haven't been doubting it. I haven't been resisting it. And frankly, I haven't even been trusting it. I'm going to come back to that. But it's like, I'm, it's, it's like okay, this is what's going to happen as I'm, I'm going to create this workshop or I'm going to create this way of living in this particular place. It is done. Like energetically, I, it, I am being that it is done. There is no resistance and uh, it's a case of there's a knowing that if it is for me, the universe, the, the physical world is going to catch up with how I am being. And that is exactly how the attraction works. So wow. yeah, I, yeah. Beautiful. Not, I'm not doubting it. And I want to just touch on, I'll, I'll just throw this out there to anybody watching or listening. We can focus on trust. But to me, trust is so loaded. Like when you're out walking along the street, you don't have to trust that the path or the sidewalk yes. is not going to collapse. You are being somebody who has no doubts. You don't have any doubts. So to me, there's no such thing as trust. There's either doubt or the absence of doubt, which is the same as there is either resistance or the absence of resistance. And it's like, there's no one else for me to be. There's either me resisting or not resisting. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I often talk about, I, 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 I love everything you said, that very much resonated. Your, when you have that sureness of, uh, of the business and uh, the expansion of it, or the thriving of it, the nature of it that you know, there's so much to say about in, cre in, in creation. And so, I mean, I like I like how you distinguish. I think it gets more to the point when you, the way you talk about, I want to talk about law of creation. 
when you say law of attraction, it's sort of like, it's kind of like, but that's not the point. Like, and, and like I said, it's a field and it's always operating. It needs to be understood and then live accordingly. But it's like the creation part has a lot of interesting aspects to it. That's got some interesting aspects like, you know, what is create, like, am I creating this thing? You, cause you distinguished and I often distinguish uh, uh, quite a bit is this idea of a desire from a true desire because the you know often what we mistake as a desire or what thing 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 that i want being the reaction to the thing as opposed to a true desire which arises from within it's a truth a true um it, it is a a wanting a desire for more expression <laughs> more and what is expression anyway well it's more expression of myself capital s more expression of myself with a capital s see i have a business that's this big and then if it was pure desire you would say i want a business that's more i want to be in more places more things Okay, is that you because you need more money and you don't have enough money? Is that like the thing you want and you're reacting to the fact that is that know, money's I think, kind of is that a compensating strategy? Yes. Or right, is it right. an expression? Yeah, is, an ex is it an expression, like an artistic expression of this inner yes. being? Yes, yes. Why, why does a band record another album? What's the reason for this? First of all, we have enough albums. There is enough music. There is no need for this. So you're recording it in order to do what? In, in order to do what? We're done with it. There's enough music. There's enough everything. Yeah. It's not about what's needed. It's not the fact that we need another album. It's not the fact that we need more music. It wants expression. It is a unique expression of something that is not yet in form nobody needs that <laughs> it's a pure creation it's a true desire it's a pure creation so your true desire you're not interested in in the need of it anywhere in the world you just can't help yourself whether or not whether or not like you're not looking to see like uh, you know, my occupation is going to be, you remember the, that, you, how you should determine your career and occupation is look for what's needed in the world. <laughs> and then, you know, and then, and then you go fulfill, you should get into plastic. <laughs> Was it, wasn't there the graduate or something? Get into plastics because plastics are the future. <laughs> this kind of predicting yeah. and looking. Yeah. All, all of that, you know, all of, all of that really is a function of the, is a function of this conditioning, which is all about compliance and surviving. So, in order to, in order to be happy, in order to do well in this world, you you need to want this. You need to want to go to school, and you need to want to have a good job in plastics or wherever. And that yes, each yes, of those, yes. each of those, takes us further away, or at least obscures us from 
I, mean, I love what you said is that Abraham said that we arrive here with intention. So what I'm calling this yeah. unconditioned self. Yeah. So, and we know people who have lived most of their lives just complying and, and, and just surviving and always compensating, compensating for perceived inadequacies in some way. Like they may want feel successful where really the whole, the whole intention behind the success is to compensate for a perceived inadequacy. Whereas what we're pointing to here, as I said, is really, to me, it, it, the best way I can describe it is an artistic expression of our yeah. true inner, yeah. a, a true inner being. Um, you know, that, that, and people saw us, um, sometimes they might ask the question in this way, or you even ask yourself the question in this way is like, it's the desire of my soul. Mm. What's the desire of my soul? That's like you come with intention, right? So the desire of my soul, this is where true desire. Now, this is interesting because this is what, what's effortless in, in this. My soul, which has an in, which is 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 that same infinite intelligence and wisdom, is a knowing of all things, right? It's a knowing of all things. So this is interesting when it comes to creation. When you are on true desire, you could not desire that if there was not the balancing. Um, wanting and asking in this environment you, you your desire to um coach your desire to your desire to create music your desire to be in a relationship with someone well you can't desire that i'm saying true desire if if you're being in a relationship because you're trying to fix the loneliness you feel right like i'm that's a different thing I'm just talking about in true desire, you cannot desire to be in a relationship without the balancing wanting of the match. You, you, it would, it would not arise within you. You could not feel it. You could not have that. That, so then that soul that wants that connection that the experience, the soul that wants the experience of that relationship or connection, the experience of a business that does this or that, is an infinite intelligence that knows all things. That means it knows where the money is. <laughs> that was a but but it knows mm -hmm. where that matching relationship it knows where the expression it wants to expand on it meets the asking of other points of consciousness that are asking and so given that knowing all you do is allow that knowing to move you and it moves you to through through its energy so this is important it moves you by energy that means it moves you 
how do you experience energy? You're experiencing energy um, as its energy, you're experiencing as high energy. It's energy, the energy of your soul is high energy, high velocity, high clarity, high knowing, always loving. It, it is it is uh, what we term um, um, enthusiasm, inspiration, um, a joy, a bliss. This It's energy, the energy of soul, if experienced by me, the finite me, would be experienced as that. So it's moving and guiding me energetically. So as I walk into a bookstore, I have an impulse to go to the ma magazine section. That, that impulse, especially if it's strong and it's undeniable, right? Then that's an energetic moving. I can sense the energy of my soul, which is giving me, because again, knowing all things, knowing all things, knowing that this finite me, if it goes there, will have some information or a piece of the puzzle which will which will lead and unfold in the allowing of 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 the the thing that i desire so and it'll guide me into a coffee shop and overhearing a conversation by someone behind me again if i'm listening if I'm self-obsessed, I won't hear any of it right <laughs> I, I Abraham often jokes about the we we watch you you know, you want to be in a relationship, you're, you know, you want to be in a relationship, we watch you, we watch you walking down the street, and we watch your soulmate walking right past you. And we see you looking down and, and obsessed about your loneliness as the soulmate walks right past right. you. Right. And, you know, and that's not a problem, because Abraham says, oh, it doesn't matter, we've got you surrounded. This, this soulmate is all around you. It's, it's, it's going to come at you from, from every direction. So don't think you missed it. You're always able to match up. But the question is, when will you stop self-obsessing and start to be open to allowing what's coming all around you? <laughs> this, this reminds me of one of the one of the most amusing, amusing realizations I had around this piece around creation and uh, you know creating or receiving something I want be it a partner relationship client or whatever is that if I'm if I'm not in alignment so if I'm really obsessed with the not having that's where yeah. my energy and focus is that's where my attention is so I'm kind of obsessed so I'm really not in alignment with receiving it kind of doesn't really matter what I do like whatever I do yes, yes, yes. like I am not in alignment for the receiving whereas what I've also yeah. noticed um particularly it amuses me no end in my business just to how easy I'm kind of almost embarrassed at times at just like when my business goes well it, it, it it's it is completely easy because people just show up. People I've never yes. even knew existed. They just they just show up. So when I am in alignment, when I'm in this energy of like it is done, it it is done. So I that's that's where I am. That's and one could say that's who I am being. Then the universe, if I even if I miss that opportunity, it doesn't matter. It's like, well, the universe finds a way to bring me what is for me, what I am to receive. And therefore, it, it doesn't really matter what I do either. So this is right. right. It's and, like, and when you go, the, and when you if go I'm, the other way, yeah, it doesn't so matter whether I'm in alignment or out of alignment, it doesn't really matter what I do. It's all about I, I, yeah. it's all about this alignment. And and but it, but also, I think maybe you'll go here as well. Is that 
But it's important to follow the nudges then, isn't it? Because I can have the nudge and then be freely follow it. It's like I think on social media, you and I, there was a discussion recently where I'd suggested that um, somebody, I think somebody was asking about, is, is, is there things to do? Well, what I'm, I'm just going to clarify here is like, well, it looks to me like I need to be available to receive, energetically available to receive. So there might be something for me to do to make myself available. And that really is the only doing is oh, to, yeah, to yeah, make yeah, myself yeah. available. That's useful. Me. Yes. Yeah, that's useful. It's in, you know, everything that moves to alignment, making yourself available. And let's clarify alignment because some people think it's this thing and it's a process to get aligned and get myself back into alignment. Uh, si simply speaking, alignment is I am um, I am one self. In a, I mean, I'm not a split self, right? So when we say alignment, all we're saying is now you're one being, right? Think it's I think that's it's like as that's simply all we're saying. Is your your one being? You are one self. That's what alignment is. Oftentimes we are not one self. So I am myself with a capital S. I'm never not myself with a capital S, or I would stop breathing. Right. Without myself as a capital S, there is no conscious consciousness focused into this physical existence so this body would just become a body a dead one right so without myself so i'm never not myself there's never a point where i'm not myself but remember there's two perspectives so who you are is pure source energy consciousness and a part of you is focused into this physical existence that part which is focused into this physical existence is an aspect of self. It is finite. It is more finite self. And the thing is, if we are going to focus into this physical existence, what we're doing is we're really engaging in a physical reality and a physical uh, life. You, in engaging in it, you must engage. Like you can't be here like this. This is an Abraham really often just really makes fun of this idea of going in a cave and meditating, go, you know, and for 30 years, right, or whatever it is, so you can find enlightenment. And Abraham, and this is me, I won't because the tone you'll hear is me. It's not them. They are all usually more loving. <laughs> but, the, but what I've taken from that is, is how ridiculous that you, you as God would focus into a physical existence so that you can, so that you can spend all your time. Actually, I think you started the podcast like this. You said, you know, there's this spiritual, all of that, but I want to be talking more about the human and all of that. And Abraham would say, you bet you do, because all the chatter and talking about who I am, the eternal infinite being that I am, all of that, 
the way the way I've interpreted this is to say you have eternity to explore your uh, infinite uh, non-physical nature. You have eternity to explore that. But you have but a hundred years where you have focused here and to take a hundred years in the exploration of my non-physical spiritual <laughs> nature out there, which you have no idea what you're talking about because you can't literally put it into words while you're here, right? Who's talking this physical finite little thing trying to describe what that is, right? So it's kind of like, Yes, I will detach from this world because I'm above it and go into a cave and become it's like if the and Abraham will often say if you had any idea how much you wanted to be in this physical body, you would stop spending all of this time figuring out ways how to get out of it. How can I be more spiritual? How can I be more transcend all of this? If you had any idea how much you wanted to be in the physical body, you would stop trying to do that, right? And there's an eternity for that. There's a hundred years, and a hundred years relative to an eternity is less than the blink of an eye. And in less than the blink of an eye, you get to fully experience and explore this aspect of possibility that has never been before. And will never be again, because it will never be, because it's coming at this time and space with other aspects of consciousness, and in the intentions you're bringing within it, will never be again. And it, and if you're not, and whatever you're allowing will be allowed, and then. <laughs> That's that's it. And then you go back to all of it and come back with some other intention at another time. But it's very amusing and it that does um I relate because for me, yeah, I can relate to so much of personal work for me being about trying to change some aspect of the human experience trying to even trying to transcend it and yeah. i joke about it now that i i'm done i'm done with trying to transcend the hundreds of thousands of years of human evolution you know or i have this particular fear and you know it's like okay i'm never going to transcend the need for validation that looks like that's what every human being every human being that i've ever spoken to about this subject feels inferior that they don't fit in so it's kind of amusing that if you feel you don't fit in you're just the same as everyone else you fit in it's, it's just absolutely <laughs> hilarious so that all of that stuff that we think so personal and about us is generally universal and an aspect of being human in some way and so where i am with it now in the last few years of my work have really centered around this hence the name of the podcast is to not resist any of that like yes i am here to experience it allow myself to immerse in the experience of it all i need not resist any of it and kind of magically in in diminishing the resistance naturally makes perfect sense i got an a in physics it makes sense that things seem to flow easier <laughs> now now the allowing happens See, this, this, this is the crazy thing. Our work is, is, our work is to not resist. 
I mean, because it's almost like the work is the resistance. The moment the resistance ceases, you're an open vessel and flow to all that energy and possibility. Now, when you are working, meaning effort, right? This idea of commitment and discipline to something, right? Like when you are working like that and 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 trying to like take action whether you want to or not whether you it's about consistent action it's like you could tell this is already like a a, a little mind coming up with this <laughs> if you if you want to get from here to here um you don't have to be too smart to realize if you repeat this over and over and over and over and over and over and over then eventually you accumulate this much stuff. So you're saying you're here, you want to accumulate that many dollars. Well, we already know if you make this many calls and collect this many dollars from people, you just repeat it over and over and over and over and over and you're here. That is not creation. That's idiocy. That's like that. that and this is where Abraham will say that you are not creating that is not creation that is moving around that which has already been created that is moving around what has already been created i i'm here i have this much money i want more money and so and so what's what's your plan well what do you mean plan there's one way to do it you gotta get the money from over there i can see it it's over there and I got to get it over here. And and how are you going to do that? Well, I know that when I have this type of thing, these conversations, and I serve people, do stuff, and then they give me money. And when I, so you calculate the whole thing. And now now I'm going to do that. It's like five times a day. I have this thing, and da, 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 and I get the whole formula together, and it will add up. And oh, in no time, then I'm going to right. That's not creating. That's not creating. That's you're stuck here. You are stuck in the limitation of this. You are stuck in no possibility. There is no opening of miracle. There's no true anything going on. You're you're mechanically moving around what someone else has truly created, right? The money that has been created, the uh, music that has been created, and you're just playing around with that, right? But that will never be satisfying. It will never be satisfying because that's an obsession on the thing. In other words, your obsession is on the million dollars. Your obsession is on the car and the work to do whatever it takes to obsess, to acquire it. But you did not come for the creations. You are not here for the creations. You came to be a creator. You, did, you came to create. You're not here for the creations. You are here to be the creator that you are. So to be the creator that you are is creations are only satisfying for the first. When you get the car, it's satisfying for that afternoon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is satisfying for that week. There is no satisfaction. And, that, and I'm not saying that those things are bad and wrong and don't go for them because those things are uh, are are expressions they're they're the they're the journey toward they're the 
they become the the journey toward the uh, expression of something that that then results in something else. But the thing itself, no attachment. Like that's not the re you're not playing for the score on the scoreboard. The game was you fully being you out there. The score is what it is at the end. And you'll play another game so that you, you can't take that score and live with it the rest of your life. We've seen people do that. They're <laughs> talking about their high school football game and the score that happened and how they got the winning touchdown. It's sad. That's taking that score and trying to live your life with it. I think that's a really important distinction, isn't it? And and that you know, we can we can in in this role, if you like, of creator, we can identify with the creation of a particular result, and that can be something from the past, and identify with that, or identify with the creation of something in the future. But what I'm really hearing you point shine the light on is no. It's the creator. That's what it's about. It's about being that. It's about being and allowing that role. It kind of doesn't even really matter what you are creating. So again, it's about, well, it's allowing. Yes, it's Setting doesn't. aside all of that conditioned stuff that we think we should create and that we should want. And to really listen, like uh, one, of my, one of my dear friends um, heard him say on a podcast, Gary Marler, where he says he listens each morning, what does it want? to create right. through me right. rather than right. rather than obsession of well i need i need 20 clients and i need to go to the gym because i need to work out and i need to create these abs and and whatever and i, I know i know from my own experience that so much of what i thought i wanted um was compensating that was all compensating of all a function of this the conditioned self and and it becomes obvious at times when Gosh, I'm when I the more I've become aware, if you like, of, of who I truly am, there's things that I'm so happy I I didn't get what I thought I wanted. <laughs> oh, you know, this is this this is so everyone will eventually encounter that realization that there's no satisfaction in the thing. And, you know, with when the minute you said that around that, like when I got what I wanted, when, you know, I got the money I wanted, I got the thing, right? And I, for, you know, going back to your beginning question about me and the roots of this, I am so grateful or lucky, I think lucky is it, that in my 20s, um, I had, it was early 20s, and again, with this obsession with, you know, self-development, self-improvement. So it, it, this came out of uh, Seven Habits. I was reading Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and, you know, you you imagine your funeral and think think from there, you're 99 years old, and you imagine your funeral, and so then you design your life like that. And um, so here I was on a Saturday. Well, no, what happened in my life was I had got an incredible job 
large organization. I got promoted within it. Um, I, I had bought property, rental properties, had money flowing, like all this stuff that was happening. But what I saw was that at everything that happened, I thought would be it. Like, in other words, I know right now I'm not like really ecstatic and happy, but but this job, if I get this job, that'll be it, right? And only to notice that it was only a short while between getting the job where it wasn't it. Oh, I know what it is. Now that I'm here, it's more clear to me. It's about being promoted. It's because I'm not a manager. <laughs> that's going to be it. Like, that's going to be it. Because mm -hmm. if you look around here, that's the thing, right? Only to be promoted. And after a little while to kind of go, that's not it. <laughs> so anyway, I'd, I'd had enough of this. And I was still in kind of like mid-20s. So I'm like, I'm doing something wrong. I'm doing something wrong. Um, this is a problem. I haven't done this properly, right? So I'm going to get serious about it. And I remember in that book, that exercise, I'm going to say, I'm tired of the treadmill. I'm going to sit once and for all, and this is going to be settled. I'm going to come up with this. I'm going to do the funeral exercise and finish this once and for all and no bullshit anymore, right? I did the exercise. I went through, it was on a Saturday. Can you imagine a 20 something year old spending their Saturday? So I'm doing this and it was a few hours. I woke up early, I'm serious and I'm gonna write it. I had paper and write, get to the end of it. And I go, wow, this is it. And then I go, wait a minute, I'm gonna make sure this is it. I will, let me stop, let me get quiet. I'm serious, I'm gonna like really visualize this and just really like imagine these 99 years, right? And I went through and I had, you know, this kind of money and a relationship and the way the house was and where I was living and the kinds of things I did in the world. Get to the end of it very seriously thinking about it and going, that, that's not it. That's not worth a life. And I go, that's so you know what my conclusion was? You must have done it wrong. You you must have done it wrong. I kid you not. I kid you not. I, I have lunch and I yeah. go, you need to do this again because you've fed up. You mess this thing up. You need to do this again because you can't stay on this kind of a treadmill. So I took another run at it, spending the afternoon, except now when I got to the end, I went through the same exercise. I got to the same place. This time at the end, a different insight happened, <laughs> which hit me in a very depressing way. This time it was clear you, this isn't it. This isn't it. But a second insight came that said, you will never be able to figure this out. You can never, no matter how much time you spend on this, you will never come up with the things 
that will give you this satisfying life. That was horrible to me. It was like, you mean my life is just going to be this shit? Same shit? I'm just going to keep accomplishing more and accomplishing. I'm going to be fooled into thinking I want this, I want this, only to end up exactly where I am today. And that clarity of yes, yes, that's what it is. This way of looking is all of that. It leads to that. That's it. There's no way for you to figure this out. And then that's when opened the possibility. And it took a while, but it was like, this self will never know. This self can never find satisfaction. And fortunately, that's not the role of this little self. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it also points really to one of the fundamental lessons in A Course in Miracles, which is, you know, the, the ego, if you like, it talks in terms of the ego, also can never be satisfied. It's like that which a search is, is without. And, yeah. and, and yet, like your soul is already happy and, and is right. here to simply express perhaps express right. happiness, perhaps express love, which kind of brings us back to mm. that, you know, we'll end up on that first word. It, so it is uh, a, the realization that, that that self that searches, perhaps its function is to search because that's, that is part of how we navigate society, part of how we navigate this, this, this 3D world here. And yet this, this true self that is love is here to express that. Perhaps it's that wow. simple. Wow, wow, wow. Well, you know, you said the word happiness. W the, so then the beginning spark, I, 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 to, you know, I say coincidentally, not so coincidentally, now I understand this. But by that Saturday when I did this, within one week, I found myself in the Landmark Forum and in that weekend immersion. Can you imagine? So I was from this horrible state into that right and when when i got to the end of that i kind of like see something it's it's funny they say the promise you know Werner Earhart's work was the promise is that what you're going to get out of this this weekend you'll pay whatever hundreds of dollars to do this thing in the immersion you're going to spend all these hours in, in in here and what we promise you'll get out of it is nothing and and, and it, they delivered fully <laughs> So they delivered fully. So anyway, I come out of this thing and really more to nothing, to a space of nothing. But I was on such a high. I was ecstatic. So I meet with a friend a day or two later, and he says to me, this is really great. It sounds like you've found a new level of happiness. And I said, um, well, I, I'm happy. I don't know if, I don't think that's, what it is he goes no it is like i was talking to you before i'm talking to you like you're much happier now like i i think it's great that you did this that you got a new level of happiness i didn't understand why that didn't sound right so we kind of left and i get home and i realize all <laughs> them up and i say hey i just figured this out <laughs> it just came to me you said that you were happy because I found another, like I found a greater, higher level of happiness. But it isn't that. 
that would be just the same thing as what was happening before, right? And he goes, well, then, then what is this? I said, and these words came out of my mouth that sounded ridiculous as I said them because I didn't understand what I was saying. I literally heard them as I said it. I said, no, no, I did not find another level of happiness. That's the same trap. What I've realized is that I am happy. And what I realize is that I will never be happier than I am right now. And then I heard what I said, and he heard what I said. And then he goes, that's terrible. <laughs> that is terrible. And, and I was like, no, it isn't. And he's like, well, what do you mean it's not terrible? Listen to what you just said. You'll never be happier. And I go, it's true. I can see it. I will never be happier than I am right now. Uh, no matter the length of life I live or whatever. And he goes, that is the worst thing I've ever heard. He goes, this, me this, this, that means you won't, why would you live? Why would you go on with your life? That, I mean, there's nothing worth living for. And then I realized, and I said to him, oh my God, it's the opposite. It's the opposite. I said, mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. it's not that there's nothing worth living for. I am happy and I'm alive. I can't wait to get out there and create and make money and be promoted and get houses and cars and do this and be in relationships. I can't wait for any of that because, because I'm happy and I'm alive and we only have a hundred years here. Hell are we waiting for? <laughs> so it was actually opposite. And it's mm -hmm. all about expressing and experiencing this joy. None of that, I already concluded and saw, none of that stuff will ever make me happy. And it, it is so tempting to look at it at a behavioral level, whereas what the realization is the realization of, of the self and also the liberation in, or at least this is how it, it was for me, I remember, um, I had a conversation with Dickon actually in 2017 where I had a, quite a huge insight and I saw something very similar as we relate to what you said in that such freedom in the knowing <laughs> that I am happy in that yeah. in that there's that to relinquish the quest for happiness Okay, so in no longer being on that, on the chase and on the search for happiness, a happy and happier success, more successful, there's a freedom then. It's like, and I've, I've had clients who have reached that point and naturally it's like, oh, what the hell do I do now? But of course, yeah. very soon, yes, because that's still, that's still the voice of the searcher speaking. What am I going to do if I'm not searching, if I'm not engaged in this end relentless quest? That's still that voice. But there is a, there's a more still and exciting voice. Like, finally, the soul is free to express. I don't give a free. hoot free. what anyone thinks of my art. I don't care what anyone thinks of my singing. I don't care what anyone thinks that I want to do this kind of work. This is finally my soul gets an opportunity to fully express out into the world rather than be... Um, quelled and distracted by this relentless search and quest for happiness. 
that, 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 yeah, that's beautiful. I think it's important to add because you said loving being human and we said fully human. So we're, let's not misunderstand this. And I know you don't, right? But let's just be clear in our speaking. We're not talking about going to happiness and that means that you're in a blissful, happy, wonderful, <laughs> right? That's not what we're talking about. And I want to be clear about that. And that became very clear for me only a few years later, right? My wife and I, I hadn't been married then, but eventually got married and all that. So my wife and I newly married, not newly married, but like two years in, and we're now pregnant, expecting baby. Um, and a miscarriage. It, it was um, unbelievable punch in the gut. Like, we're expecting a baby, we're preparing for the baby, we're planning for the baby, miscarriage, like that, there's no baby, right? Like, so go to the hospital, and now we come home, and there's no baby. And my wife and I in tears, just sobbing in these tears, and I'm, I'm holding her and I can't control myself in the sobbing. She can't control herself in the sobbing. Like it's just taken away from us like there, right? Like just like that. Uh, what, you know, the baby is gone, what we were, all that. And then in the middle of, as I'm hugging her and holding her, my mind went, it's like that moment moved forward in time to us there but now we're like 99 years old in the same holding and uh i don't know if i could say this without getting emotional but so we moved my mind we were there now the same position at 99 looking back on our life a, a joyful loving life but in the looking back, this moment right now that we were in was the beauty. This moment was part of this beautiful life that we're now at the end of. We're at the end of a physical life. And this moment will be a jewel, um, a precious Thing between us that I would never want removed or taken away. It's a unique piece of the beauty of that love, of the whole experience of a beautiful life. And that I wanted to bring it in because we're not talking happy, blissful, joyful. <laughs> this oh, yeah. is included, not resisted. It's included and experienced fully. I'm still <laughs> emotional about yeah, it. It's, yeah. But but it's so beautiful. Right? And it's, it's, I mean, uh, gosh, nothing like the story you've just told. Like, I've just had my, I'm currently on Zakynthos, Greek island of Zakynthos. And I've had my son stay with me for a week. And we're very close, best of friends. I had a beautiful week with him. I actually took pretty much a week off work, which I don't do very often. And, uh, you know, he left on Tuesday. We're recording this on a Friday. Now, the Wednesday, I noticed 
I felt like emotionally, I felt like I'd been punched in the stomach. Of course, it's nothing like the what you've described, but it's in a similar vein, right? It's the, the same system, the human system yeah. at play. Um, and what, what fascinated me, I was out on my morning walk because I wasn't aware of some thinking going on there. But, you know, there's a, I, in inquiring, what's that about? What's that about? I recognize that there is kind of this underlying, perhaps uh, an unconscious, perhaps, story of being alone and loneliness from my remaining time here. And as it, similar to how you describe, I, it's like I'm, I'm hugging that experience rather than yeah. resisting wow. it. I yeah. read your post. I felt, I read that post. I felt that in reading what you wrote, that post brought me to that same mm. beauty, that same thing, just in reading what you wrote with your son and that experience. And for me, it was so, and for me, I was thinking about a friend recently that I lost who we'd been friends for 30 years. And it brought that for me too, is that in that I could, it, it's like the realization of, the depth of love and feeling that is there with you. And, and the experience reveals it. In other words, you, you, you didn't know it that beautifully. I know he's your son and he's been around for a while and you've had lots of experiences with him. But that Tuesday and that particular event revealed a depth of the love that is there that you weren't even aware of. Yeah. That's yeah. what is so beautiful. That's when I read the post. That for me is what I saw. Mm, thank you. Dominic, we could probably go on for another couple of hours, but yes. um, yeah. let's, uh, <laughs> let's bring yes. it to a close. Let's I think it's what we've, we've it feels yes. like we've explored um i had i had no structure i've absolutely loved the conversation with you but there and again that's that's no surprise i i was already in the inevitability of that i just totally knew that that was that was how it was going to be um yeah I, i'm and i hope that we uh, explore some more talk some more thank you yes yes thank you phil this has been uh, a gift thank you Thank you for listening to the Coaching Life Podcast. I'd love to know what you're taking away from this conversation and how you will use that. Email us at coachinglife at philg.com. And if you'd like to explore having me in your corner and as your mentor in building your practice and your prosperous coaching life, my six-month Coaching Life Unleashed program may be perfect for you. It has just four openings a year as I only work with two other coaches at a time. I'll bring all of my experience of over three decades of coaching, nearly two decades of experience of running a coaching business as my sole location. Drop me an email if you'd like more details or to set up a call to explore to see if this highly personalized intensive coaching and mentorship program will be a fit for you in creating and developing your prosperous coaching life. And finally, if you're enjoying these conversations, please share them with your friends and your community and leave a review on your preferred podcast platform. It makes a huge difference in helping other people like you get an unfiltered look at what it's like to live a coaching life. Until next time, thank you very much for listening. I wish you much love, prosperity, and joy.